And then you see people and you're like, oh, a human being. Oh, it's so good to see you. Yeah. Conversation. What's going on? Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 101 of the Between You and Me podcast, the place where we talk to music makers about the things that hurt, heal, and change us in evangelical culture. My name is Jessica Morris. I am an Aussie-based music journalist, and this episode is sponsored by our friends at Jesus Wired, your number one source for Christian music news reviews and interviews. Thank you for everyone who tuned in and commented about our episode 100 interview with Ben Kirby of Preachers and Sneakers. It's a secret I've been holding close for some time now, and I'm so glad that we finally got to share it and celebrate together. Now, we have some very special family news. Our friend Ellie Limebear, based in Brighton in the UK, had her first little boy. His name is Maccabee August James Limebear. He is adorable and also congrats to her husband Tom. Number two piece of news is actually more recent. Our friend Katie Irwin from the band The Irwins who we interviewed in episode 99 just got engaged. Congrats Katie. We are so so happy for you. It's so nice to hear some good news isn't it? It's so nice to hear hope. Today is very special because we are celebrating the release of Saddleback Worship's new album Alive and Well. If you haven't heard of Saddleback Worship, let me do a little bit of a refresher. They are a massive church based in Southern California. If you've heard of Saddleback before, it may be because their founding pastor, Rick Warren, wrote The Purpose Driven Life. That is how I heard of Saddleback. So when they reached out, I was like, this is is cool. I could be up for talking about this. And I also know that this church have a history of talking about things like mental health and of really being honest with their stories and grappling with the darkness. And that's something I really respect. So I was delighted when I had the chance to talk to Josh Miller. Now, we have all been impacted in one way or another by COVID-19, the global pandemic and lockdowns in the last 18 months. What makes this new album unique by Saddleback Worship is that while they were putting it together and recording it, they actually found out that a member of their team uh, had COVID-19 and was given a 10% chance to live. Now, I think a lot of us have probably, we probably know people or have heard of people that have been in similar situations with different outcomes. Um, and because of that, this album is really timely because it was created by a community of people trying to hope but also experiencing the suffering and I really was really privileged when Josh opened up to me and talked about how while this team member recovered and is currently in rehabilitation they have other people in their community who didn't experience the same miracle and they have to balance they have to balance this 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 light and this darkness where is God in the middle of all of that Now, for new listeners, you are going to get a quick who, what, when, where, why about Saddleback Worship. Think of it as their greatest hits, just so you can get to know these guys. And then we're going to go straight into the interview and you'll hear some of their new tunes. My friends, this is Saddleback Worship. If you're like me, the first thing that comes to mind when you hear of Saddleback Worship is the purpose-driven life. After all, the book, which was written by Saddleback Community Church's founding pastor, Rick Warren, is one of the best-selling non-fiction books in history. And since it was released in 2002, more than 35 million copies have been sold across the world. However, when it comes to the music expression of Saddleback Community Church, things look and sound a little bit different. For one, this church is actually 40 years old. Faye and Rick Warren planted the original church in California back in 1980. And today, it has 14 congregations across California, plus four international campuses. Not bad. This church is huge, and Saddleback Worship have the massive responsibility of penning songs that unite and celebrate their diverse church while recognising the struggles in their individual communities. As a band, Saddleback Worship released their first EP, aptly titled First, in 2016, and it was followed by the EP Matchless in 2017. 
Now, like all good worship groups, a Christmas album followed, which I love, called Heaven Has Come. But then Saddleback took a different approach. You see, they are an international movement. They have congregations that speak multiple languages, including Spanish and Cantonese. So their release of the album, which, forgive me for how I say this, I am very bad at pronunciations, Siempre, was not only their first full-length album, but it was their first release in Spanish, showing that this band is committed to serving a worldwide congregation. Come 2019 and Settleback Worship continued to reel out new singles. Always Jesus and We Must Go became anthems for them before they released the Christmas-themed single Before the King. It actually paved the way for their Christmas album, which dropped in 2020, and Madeline Watkins featured in the lead single as the church sought joy and hope during the pandemic in the four-track EP. Now, 2020 shifted everything for Settleback Worship like it did for all of us. It changed the way they worshipped online, how they met together, and how they interacted as a church. Their song, Christ, You Came For All, reflected their heart cry for global unity and national unity, and this was also released in Spanish. The single Heaven on Earth also dropped in both English and Spanish, and once they entered 2021, they stepped towards releasing their first full-length album in about four years. The single Heal Our Land was a milestone for Saddleback Worship. It released in English, Cantonese and Spanish, a reflection of the congregations, which are as far away as Hong Kong and Buenos Aires. And the release of singles Rhythm With You and I'm Coming Alive followed. Leading up to today and the release of their long-awaited new album. It is called Alive and Well, and it is an album encompassing the breadth, hope, and heartbreak of the past year. Dwelling on themes that God has a unique plan and purpose for every person, it hit home for them when a member of their team, Joshua Norwood, actually battled for his life after he became ill with COVID-19. Now, Josh was given a 10% chance of survival, but he actually survived and is now on remission. Now, at the same time, there are also people all across the world, including in their congregations, who have lost loved ones to COVID-19. And so it means that Saddleback Worship are in a place where they are both celebrating life and mourning at the same time. And as they continue to navigate what ministry looks like, they are committed to sharing an authentic, honest, and hope-filled vision with their church and with the world, recognizing pain, but dwelling on hope in the middle of that. I had the great privilege of speaking to Josh Miller, who is a worship leader at Saddleback Church in Lake Forest, California. And he's also the head of college worship ministry and the overseer of internships for the church. I spoke to Josh about the genesis of Alive and Well, what it means to create honest worship. My friends, be inspired. It is my absolute privilege to introduce you to Saddleback Worship. This is Josh Miller. Josh Miller of Saddleback Worship. Can you tell me, one, what is Saddleback Worship for everyone who hasn't caught up yet? Yeah, absolutely. Thank, thank you for letting me be on, Jessica. It's such a pleasure for me to be on on here. Um, yeah, Saddleback Worship is, you know, Saddleback Church, um, just a, a great church. I've been on staff here for almost seven years. And, you know, Pastor Rick Warren um, has done some incredible things for Saddleback, but also for the global church. And Saddleback Worship is just... Um, what we try to do is provide authentic and 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 a, an expression for our church to encounter God in, in new and fresh ways on weekends and, and midweek services. And, you know, it's really exciting. We have 18 campuses um, uh, across the globe, and we just, all of our worship leaders just enjoy each and every week in making space um, for peoples of all walks of life to come in and experience Jesus through music. Um, and that's who Saddleback Worship is. We're just trying to find the heartbeat of our pastor and our church and and make and set the table um, in moments of worship. I love that. And for yeah. people who have never met you before, who is Josh Miller? Yeah, I'm one of the worship leaders at Saddleback. Um, I, I have the privilege of working alongside some amazing people. Um, John Cassetto is our global worship pastor, and he is setting the trajectory for our teams and our worship and production teams. And I have the privilege of kind of curating the space for songwriters um, to, to write and to write music for our house and, mm-hmm. and write songs that 
mark the season, the current seasons we're in, but also the seasons we feel like the Lord is taking us to. Um, and that was super evident during COVID. Um, and I'm sure we'll dive into that a little bit, but that was a season where we really exercised that, that gift as songwriters to kind of mark the season and the seasons to come. this episode drops I think you will have just released your new your latest album Alive and Well can you tell me about Alive and Well the album because I know that there is a song by the same name so what right. what what came into the creation of this album I mean COVID and everything but how did it happen yeah it was so crazy um you know when the world went on lockdown it was I mean, you know, it was so uncertain and, and we just didn't know, uh, what was to come. And I remember the team just over zoom, just talking about how it was just an opportunity to carve out, carve out space for songwriting and carve out space, um, to kind of find the heartbeat of God in a season that was just so hard and so uncertain. And we didn't really have like a, you know, a timetable or, um, this is what we're gonna write about. But we just felt like, we just felt this sense that we were heading into a a season where we didn't really know what was coming, but we knew who God was. We knew his character. We knew his faithfulness. And we just started writing, man, probably three to five times a week, just every day, just carving out time. And, and we, we we landed on this collection of songs and there's like th- i would say three themes that kind of encompass the whole album and that is you know light in the midst of darkness and um this this theme of the wanderer finding his or his or herself home and then the third one is life um this sense of in a, in a season of death and just hardship there's life in Christ and there's, there's a beauty, there's beauty in knowing that our life is found in Christ and that in, in all seasons we can find that our souls and our hearts are alive when we're with him. And that's the promise we have as believers, we have his presence. And so we started, you know, finding these songs and, you know, now looking back on, on that season, now we're gathering again, we're singing this song alive and well, which is one of the songs on the album, but it's so special to see our people, um, kind of attach that to their lives. And, and, you know, the thing is, is like, we all have something in our life that needs resurrected. So, you know, sometimes it's a marriage, sometimes it's a, a fractured relationship, but we all need something resurrected in our life. And, and, I believe this album for our church family is a, a remembering who God is, you know, not just when we were in COVID, but in, in the years to come, we believe that he's the God. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. And we've seen that play out in our community. We've seen him at work and it's really, really sweet to see how God carried us through that season into the, into the years to come. Yeah. I know that there is there is so much more I want to ask you, but before I jump into that, I'm curious, how did writing about the goodness of God help you to get through 2020? Yeah. Yeah, you know, 
Well, for me personally, um, I had a mentor tell me one time in college and he, and he said, the best way to get through a hard season is to journal and remember the ways God has been faithful in the past, you know, because sometimes that propels you forward with a, with a bit more confidence. Sometimes you can go somewhere knowing where you've come from. And I think, you know, in California, anyways, in Southern California, we were in strict lockdown. And so the best, the best way to remind ourselves of, of the, of the faithfulness of God, the goodness of God is just to remind ourselves of his character. You know, what are the attributes of God, um, that we can read in scripture that remind us who he is because things around us can fluctuate, you know, the COVID numbers would go up and down and, you know, we thought we were maybe close to gathering again and, and we didn't, but scripture who, you know, what scripture says about God and who God is, that doesn't change. And so I think, you know, just reminding us ourselves of the attributes of God for me personally, I know a lot of the, the worship leaders and songwriters as well. That was super important for us. We will take a Blessing of Calvary, the gift of your mercy. We will take and lightly the weight of your cross, the depth of your love. We will take for granted the scars of your sacrifice. The price of your given life mm-hmm. Yes, we won't take for granted The grace that we breathe Forgiven and free Your life laid out And your love poured out Hallelujah We stand in Hey, are you a creator? Do you like creating fancy slideshows for church? Or maybe you're a videographer, a podcaster like me. Maybe you just love creating things and you need amazing stock music or videos to fill the needs. That is where Soundstripe comes in. The team at Soundstripe are world-class musicians who have hired world-class musicians to create stock music without all the loopholes of licensing. Simply subscribe and you can select what track you want and license it as many times as you want. It's a great way to support artists and create world-class content. We love our friends at Soundstripe. We have been partnered with them since the first episode of Between You and Me, and we are so grateful for their support. If you would like to use their content or check them out, go right now to soundstripe.com and use the code UMEPOD at checkout for 10% off. That is the code UMEPOD at the checkout, and you will get 10% off. You're welcome. Hey, it's me again. Big surprise, I know. But you know what I love? Nearly equally as much as good music. I love a good band tea. And I love a good nostalgic band tea, which is why I'm a big fan of the Between You and Me web store. If you head there right now, you will actually find that we have throwbacks to some of the most iconic Christian musicians and plenty of ammunition for the next catch up with the friends you survived Christian college with or who also survived being a PK with. Go check out our t-shirts, our hoodies, our masks, because that's a thing in 2020, and even our phone covers or notebooks. We would love you to take home a piece of Between You and Me and remember wherever you go that you belong here, that you are a part of a family of misfits and worshippers and questioners and people who apparently like nostalgia. Go and check it out now at our website, betweenyouandmepod.com, and hit the shop button. I really appreciate that because that's something that I've I've grappled with as well in the in the past year in the last couple of years just like not getting lost in the headspace but remembering God, what God's character is even when the world seems yeah. to be falling apart um, and I yeah. was 
I, I really loved how you guys clearly have not just caught that, but have stayed with that. That has been your foundation while you've been creating music. Um, right. Which is what makes it so powerful. Which brings me to you had a worship leader who actually catch COVID and was yes. there, his, his life was at risk. Um, now I, I only talk about that cause it was in the press release. I don't want to be, I want to be respectful. Right. Um, of can you tell me about a little bit about that as much as he would be comfortable? Um, but, but how that impacted the creation of the album and your church as a whole? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, there's, there's like two like sub points to that to that story that I think is really special. Um, uh, first and foremost, before Joshua got COVID-19, um, we had sent him a song and Joshua is one of our foundational leaders, worship leaders in our house. And we sent him this song that we were writing and we had him on our heart and he, and he, he tracked his vocal on it and not even, gosh, it was weeks before he got the virus and he was in the hospital weeks later and we're sitting down to look at all the songs, right? To, to figure out what are the collection of songs we feel like God's put um, on, a, on our hearts for this album. And we listened to this <laughs> demo and I we couldn't believe what we were hearing in the room and there wasn't a dry eye in, in, uh, in the room because the words he was singing was heal my weary soul, speak to these dry bones, fill this heart with hope, do what only you can do. And the chorus, Jessica is come now and breathe on me, awaken me, Jesus. And Joshua is fighting for his life. He's fighting for his life. He's, Un, you know, he's unconscious. The doctors only gave him a 10% chance to live. And we are holding these prayer meetings and, and, and he's singing this song on this demo. And we're just contending that the Lord save him. We're just contending that he would, that the Lord would do what the song is saying. And that is to breathe on our brother and awaken him. And that's kind of been, you know, that story and you know he was unconscious for a while and now he's awake he's in rehab he's out of the hospital and during the time he was unconscious we were singing this song alive and well um and the song speaks of who god is the same god of the old testament is the same god today the same god who parted the the, the sea um the same spirit that rose Jesus from the grave is the same spirit alive in us today. Um, and as we were singing that song on the weekend across our campuses, we had Joshua in mind, even when, you know, he wasn't out of the woods yet. We were, we were just declaring God, this is who you are. This is who you are. And we believe that you're, that you're able to do this. And we believe that when he's out of the woods and when he's healed, we're going to give you all the glory. We're going to give you all the honor when it's all said and done. And that story is still honestly wrecking me today. <laughs> it's been, it's been really beautiful and powerful um, in my life as, as he's a dear friend, but also our church, our church family. I have found your beauty in the noise around me. Just your gentle presence Filling up the empty And it's in the whisper That I find the wonder Of my full surrender Simple. 
navigating, I mean, on a global scale and in communities, we've navigated we're navigating trauma, but when you have someone you know, and it's not just part of your ministry team, it's a friend, go through that. That's like there are no words words for that. I'm trying to figure out where I'm going with this question. But sure. I I know that it takes an even greater it's it's not just an action. It's not just uh, we're because we're the church, we are going to choose to be faithful and declare this. When especially when it's your close friend and it's your team, you have to choose to step into that face. You have to choose to right. believe for that person that cost you something. Um, right. How have you guys come out of that? No, I mean like he's he's obviously he's healing now, which is amazing. Right. But um, as you continue to navigate. COVID and and everything yeah. and differences of opinion and other members of a congregation who are probably sick and tragedy and things like that. How has that, that example influenced how you guys maybe even journey together through tragedy and victory? Yeah, and it's so complicated um, mm-hmm. because we also lost team members to COVID. Oh, I'm and, so sorry. And, you know, and you know that was – that was deeply, we were deeply scarred by that. And w- when it came to Joshua, um, we, honestly, we just, we clung to Romans 8.11. And that's kind of what inspired the song Alive and Well and a lot of the album. And that is the, the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ from the dead, he will give life to your bodies by the same spirit living within you. And it's so interesting that to live in the tension of seeing the miracle and not seeing it here on earth. Um, And I think, you know, we took a long time um, to gather. Um, We were in, we were in isolation for, for quite, quite a while. And that was just our decision as a church, how we discerned things for our own church. Um, And, how we navigated it was, is we realized that life on earth is not perfect and, and it comes with loss and it comes with tragedy and it comes with, um, extreme loss, but it also comes with a deep recognition of where our hope is found. Um, it comes with a deep understanding, um, that while we, we experienced a lot of loss, we also experienced a lot of victory um, in a season that was really hard and we kind of adjusted like during COVID we adjusted the ways we, we ministered and, you know, we spent a lot of time doing things like grocery distribution and, um, different things like putting videos together so people can experience moments of worship with their family in their living room. And so it was just, Jessica, it was just a lot of, adjusting (laughs) is constant adjusting and realizing that everything is so um everything is changing around us but the character of god and who god is doesn't change it's always the same um and in a lot of ways that was that was what we held on to um during that season yeah I wanted to bring out an amen then. That was yes. Yes. Do I it. hear that. Do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was so good. I mean, it, it was crazy because like, you know, even like the food distribution stuff, our worship team would, would serve at those. And we got to serve, you know, like 250,000 families or That's something incredible. like that. And, and I, I have the stats. We processed, you know, over 13 million pounds of food. Like, like that's the church (laughs) right right and it's and it's so beyond just music and i think music is the overflow of Mm -hmm. what god is doing in a a church family Mm -hmm. we're just trying to catch the wind and figure out what is god doing in our church and we want to just sing about it it's the overflow of what of what god is doing i love that so what what other tracks on alive and well stand out to you or are your favorites if that's a possible (laughs) question to answer yeah yeah you know i think i think there's 
I think one one of the things that I love about this album album is this this um, this honesty, um, even with the way you know some of our worship leaders sang these songs, songs of desperation. You know, there's there's a song um, called "I'm Coming Alive," where it talks about finding God in the chaos, finding finding his whisper in in the storm finding finding his presence when it's chaos all around you and realizing that by the spirit of god you're you're awakened to the greatness and the wonder of who god is and i think about songs like my hallelujah which which is a song about you know there's a line that says uh because where I am is where you are and where you are, there's perfect peace. So I will sing my hallelujah. And this idea of like in the desert time, in, in the seasons of storm, you always have your hallelujah. You always have your song to sing because his peace and his presence is always with you. And I think, I think too, just, just this idea of desperation, sometimes you don't really know how much you need God until you absolutely need him. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You know what I mean? Sometimes you just don't realize how much you need him until you have nothing. And I think the COVID season paved the way for desperate worship, for getting back to the basics of of what worship is. me about your church and what I know of your church is that um, you and your team and the ministry, you're not afraid to, I wouldn't say confront the darkness, but acknowledge the darkness and Mm. walk through tragedy and suffering together as part of life. Um, And you talk about that. And and I saw that through this album as well, like actually looking at the reality of COVID and team members and things like that. Um, and it struck me as really profound and beautiful that that you as a team are willing to hold both the hope but also the despair at the same time because they often partner hand in hand. Um, you can answer this on behalf of your team or on behalf of yourself, whatever you prefer. Um, how does how does acknowledging the darkness and the suffering help you to actually? experience God more because I know that there's we have to choose hope but there's a sense like that you're not whitewashing anything you're you're literally saying God here is my open desperate heart with nothing left please enter in how does that help you to experience God in a new fresh way or in a real way however you want to interpret that yeah that's a great question and I think one of the passages of scripture that comes to mind it says come all who are weary come all who are burdened. Um, it's so it's so interesting in my own life when I forget that God knows the intricacies of me. Like he knows he knows when I'm troubled or when I have a heavy heart or when I'm struggling with something. And sometimes we feel like we need to hide that from him. And that's it it's a, such a waste of time and it actually I think prolongs healing cuz we're not just being honest with our pain and our suffering. And I, what I've really loved about what we've been doing in services for the past year or so is acknowledging pain in our service because we like to be celebratory and we like to come in um, 
with energy and realize the joy we have in in being part of the family of God, but we also want to recognize in the room the deep pain that's in the room. And and we just I, I've really loved those moments where we we pray for the people in the room, even, you know, and we're not asking people to stand up and raise their hand, but we just we just we just call it out and say, I know there's people in the room um that's having some struggles right now and, and going through some loss and we just want to pray over you and and make a moment of it because the lord knows he's not he he's not ignorant to it he's not blind to it and so he's he's asking us to come to him with that and i think in you know not to always go back to the covid season but what made my private worship so beautiful in covid it was that there was no faking my time with the Lord. It was just so raw and honest. And if I'm being honest, a lot of the songs that I I had the opportunity to be a writer on came from those moments of just deep sorrow um, and just being honest with the Lord and just saying, this is, this is how I feel, but I know this is who you are. You know, I might be feeling this way, but but my faith in you and who you are is not contingent upon my emotions. It's Thank based God. on who you yes. are, your character, your goodness, right? Your faithfulness. And so I think that was beautiful in, in the pandemic season. Um, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I yeah. really resonate Absolutely. with that. Thank you. Um, there, the set questions I have about the album. Is there anything that I've missed no, I mean, I, I think we, we, we covered a lot about it. I know I'm excited, you know, September 3rd is mm-hmm. when the album releases. And I just think it's a collection of songs we believe that um, speaks to the season he carried us through and the season we're going towards. And isn't that the, the craziest thing about songs is that sometimes it's a song that marks the current season you're in, but oftentimes it's, it's, it's the next season. It's the season where you're going towards and you have no idea. And it's only by the work of the Holy spirit. Um, but no, I think we, I think we got a lot of it. It's September 3rd is the release date. We're so excited and we're so thrilled um, to share those songs with everyone. Turn my morning into dance Your hands are strong enough to carry this way Your heart is big enough to give me the strength Peace that's beyond my present circumstance questions for you which could be fun or deep or who knows but let's just see Uh, amazing (laughs) okay what is the most iconic worship song of all time in your opinion oh heart of worship oh good question yeah yeah it has to be heart of worship yeah I, i think that's a safe answer too, and I, I didn't think of that. Excellent, excellent job. No, but I'm like, yes, of course it is. I mean, I mean I, yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like, especially, in, I mean, whatever season you find yourself in, I feel like there's nothing better than just getting back to the heart of worship, and it's just timeless. I mean, you can sing it, you can sing it anywhere in the set. You can, you can sing it ten years from now. I mean, it's just an amazing song. 
It doesn't age. That's something in worship music when something doesn't age. Absolutely. Right. right. Um, so when we were all in lockdown, we had to find random things to do. Obviously, you guys did a lot of songwriting and worship. What random lockdown hobby did you pick up or was there some thing that you enjoyed doing that you sort of just picked up more while you were doing it? Like my sister became a plant mum and started cultivating wow. plants. Yes. So what, what did you do during lockdown? Was there anything fun or interesting or was it like becoming a serial Netflix binger? Like what, what was your, what was wow. your thing in lockdown? Man, I think the hardest part, I mean, the hardest part about lockdown was that you just got sick of being in your house. Oh, no. <laughs> it was just like, I just could, I just was like, is this work time? Is it Netflix time? Am I supposed to, you know what? It, everything was in the same place. So I, what, I mean, it was silly, but I looked forward to going to the grocery store. It was like a treat yes. to go to the grocery store. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but I think the hobby that I picked up that I really loved was going on bike rides. And, oh, good um, yes. yeah, it was just really fun to get some fresh air and ride and get out of the house. And it was, it was an activity to where I wasn't going to be close to anyone. So I didn't have to worry about that whole, that whole ordeal. And so bike rides were really fun. And, oh, um, I need to pick that up again. And exercise. Yes. Yeah. 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 We are just, we're just about to come. We've gone into our fifth lockdown here. We're just about to get out of it. And I'm like, I should go on bike rides again. Yeah. But when you're talking about the grocery store, I was like, it's such a treat. <laughs> <laughs> and then you see people and you're like, oh, a human being. Oh, it's so good to see you. <laughs> yeah. Conversation. What's going on? Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, You just wanted to give everyone a hug, but you couldn't. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, gosh. First Sunday back. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, My last question for you. If you could go back, let's say, 18 months to January 2020, if you could speak to yourself or tell yourself something knowing what you know now, what would you say? Wow. Um, uh, cancel Netflix. I'm just kidding. No, I would probably say like, um, and I believe I did, but even more so take advantage of, of the quiet time because there were so many bad things about, COVID obviously is it's and it's still you know terrible it's still it's still a thing and it's still something we pray we pray about and be mindful of but I think in in at the beginning if I could have just told myself you're about to have the most wonderful um authentic moments with the Lord and and journal everything like I think that's the thing that maybe I wish I could have gone back and told myself, write everything down. Because I felt like because I was so receptive and so open to the Lord, um, he, he spoke to me more in that season than any other season. And I think it was just because I was available. I don't believe, um, I don't believe it's because I asked him to. I think I was just available. I wasn't as distracted. And so I think I would have just told myself, get your journal out or buy a couple journals and, and be really diligent in writing everything down. I think that's what I would have told me. Hey, this is Francesca Battistelli, and this is the story behind my new song, God is Good. God is good. A few years ago, a good friend of mine went through just a really difficult tragedy, and we wanted to write a song that would honor him and his story because everyone is touched by hard times at some point in their life. And I think if the last year and a half has taught us anything, it's taught us that, that life is full of ups and downs. It's funny that life I designed never played out. But if there's one thing that's constant, it's that God is always good. 
and He loves us. And so I pray that no matter what you're going through today, that this song would encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He is for you, and that no matter what comes your way, He is good. Thank you so much Josh for sharing your heart and your time with me. I love it when I get to hear about the perspective of a church, the perspective of their worship team, but then I also get to hear about the unique perspective of like that worship leader or the artist I'm talking to. It makes things so much more real and I feel I feel the ability to connect more with people. It really breaks down barriers or perceived barriers in my head. Um, So thank you, Josh, for being so open, for spending time with me, and congratulations to you and the team on the release of Alive and Well. I know this has been a long time coming, and I'm very grateful for what you guys do. Friends, go and pick up Alive and Well. It is out today on all your favourite music streaming platforms. That is Alive Plus Well. You're welcome. Now, all the tracks that you heard through this episode are also available on that album, including the singles Rhythm With You and I'm Coming Alive. To connect with Saddleback Worship, you will find them on social media at Saddleback Worship. Pretty self-explanatory. You can also visit their website at saddlebackworship.com. And if you live in Southern California or any of the 18 locations where this church is based, including... X amount of countries. It's mind-boggling to me. Um, You can actually apply to join the team or if you're interested in going to their church, you can check it out. You'll find links to that at their website too at saddlebackworship.com. I say this time and time again, but there's something so healing and significant for me when I get to talk to a worship band like a worship team and actually hear their authentic heart behind what they create. With some, as someone with a lot of church hurt, uh, and with lots of, and, and with a lot of cynicism, and that I have to work through, every time I talk to uh, people who actually work in the church, who generally want to love well and to serve God well, and to to be the hands and feet of Jesus without letting power corrupt them in any way, whenever I get to have those conversations, it actually does a massive a massive work of healing in my heart. And um, through this podcast, I've had the privilege unex- unexpectedly of speaking to a lot of worship teams, some of them big and some of them small. And each time I've really been disarmed by how kind they are. It's really, it's really been good for me and my belief of the church. Wherever you're at with your church journey, whether you are in one, whether you're out of one, whether you've left the church, I hope that somewhere in all of this, there's a small reminder that there are some people who are good and kind and loving. Um, At least for me, as I'm dealing with my own church hurt and my own trauma, that helps me. It helps me to heal in some way and to hope and to see the image of God in others, even when I disagree in them. Now, that is all for this episode. If you would like to connect with us online, check out our new website, betweenyouandmepod.com. Sign up to our newsletter there. We only send it to you monthly, promise. You can also connect with us on social media at betweenyoumepod. We will be back next week with a very special interview from a man named Steele Crosswhite. He is a worship pastor at The Rock Church in Utah. We have a fascinating conversation about his ministry working uh, with Jehovah's Witnesses, his background in the music industry. He was, like, legitimately part of, like, a massive rock band. He has worked through stuff with fame, with addiction. It's an incredible story, and this is a really good dude. So... If you haven't subscribed yet, go and subscribe, and as soon as that episode drops, you will hear it. To close, we have a special song by our friend Gillian Edwards. This is her new single, Quiet Talk. Enjoy, my friends. Here's to hope. You pull me in, my face in your tender hands. I just need a 